0: the jury store and tell her make, make me a grill People, so hey, the weekend, you know what I mean? We didn't have a crazy amount of things going down, but Friday, two cards, two organizations making their 2021 debut, icon and a bellator. So we took a look and we're gonna break both events down for you, people. So let it get popping right now okay people so icon 6 is a rap is a rap and um yeah seven fights on the card six of those ended with a finish <laughs> a good night of fights in the Indeed. So, um, out of those six finishes, right, five were TKOs, and uh, one was a submission, you yeah. know, so yeah, definitely impressive All started off with the lone prelim fight, although, like, you would never know it's a prelim fight, <laughs> you know what I mean, everything just rolled on So, hey, we had a featherweight contest between, um, oh gosh, how do you pronounce the name? I think it's Tarita, Tarita Lopez and Abigail Montez. Yo, gotta say, right? So, I think Lopez had come from a uh, a kickboxing Mai Thai background. Couldn't get fights, so she decided to transition across. Now... I think one thing that we did see, there was a lot of people posturing, right? A lot of people posturing on the card. But when it came to the actual fight, I think they were writing checks that they couldn't cash. And with this, Montez just dominated the fight. Dominated the fight. Now, she did it smartly. She used her range. Used her range to land some very good shots, then get the takedown, right? So she was getting the takedown, landing ground and pound, and just doing work, right? Just doing some very good work. Now, Lopez, she was able to get up, right? But then um, she just got taken down again. You know, and it just continued in the second round. Um, I think you you really saw Lopez's body language had significantly changed. Right, she just looked frustrated, frustrated like she realized there wasn't anything she could really do. You know, she had the shorter range. So, she was getting picked apart from the outside. On the inside, when she got there, her punches just weren't doing anything. And then she was just getting taken down. So, she never gave up. Man, you have to give her bad pre- props for that. But, this was all Montez. All Montez, who then gets a takedown and just drops relentless ground, of just el- just vicious elbows, vicious elbows, man, uh, which got at a stoppage, you know, midway through that second round, you know, so, uh, yeah, good stuff from um, Montez, and uh, you gotta say, right, she definitely fought like, uh, you know, a Lopez Lopez Jim, I mean, that's how you say, right, you could tell that she's from that camp you know Alde, aldana and um grasso you know, they've all got a similar you know similar style good boxing good kicks so um yes uh, things started very well from that regard so we then the main card proper started with andrea pantosia against claudia zamora so this was a bantamweight clash and um you know pantoja she was young and hungry young and hungry for sure but um yeah didn't quite you know i didn't quite have just have that experience that you know this was her debut and i think we saw that You know, she she was um, enthusiastic But Zamora just knew how to put it all together, you know And um, we see Zamora, she gets a takedown And um, from there, she just showed some very, very good skills Very good skills, right And uh, she ends up, you know Getting the finish with some very good ground and pound. You know, Pantoja just... I think she couldn't extricate herself from the bad situations that she found herself in. And that stuff, you know, it comes from time. Comes from time. Need to get those reps in. You know, and you could see that, yeah, Zamora had. Zamora had. She was very comfortable... You know, when um Pantoja was coming at her with the ferocity, right? Zamora just, you know, some sidesteps, some good footwork. And then she came and implemented her game. And she implant implemented it to a T. So yeah, a very good win from Claudia Zamora. Oh, you know what? I missed the fight. There was a well-to-weight fight in between the two ladies. But, yeah, I think the fact that it it just happened so quickly. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was um, Jose Rios against Pete Rodriguez. And (laughs) Rodriguez's last outing, I think, it was over in about, I don't know, I think about the same amount of times, 41 seconds, Right? Man, it was just quick <laughs> Right, Um, yeah, Rodriguez He landed a very good counter To Rios' kicks You know, Rios came out Landed some good kicks But Rios hit a very good counter to it that, um, Rodriguez, he landed a good counter That put Rios down Rios, he gets back up He was partly balanced, partly the shot He gets back up right, and um, he he moves in, right, it's one of those things, you get put on your ass, you want to get that back, so he came in, and Rodriguez, oh, he landed a right hook, the, yeah, put Rios, he was basically out, basically out, and the ref was, Running in to stop it I don't know Like from one angle it looks like Rodriguez just didn't give a fuck Another angle you could say maybe Rodriguez didn't see the ref But who knows Rodriguez though he landed another big shot While Rios was down And Rios' head Man it just hit the canvas and he is out Out Cold, it was a bit, oh, you know, didn't need to happen, really didn't need to happen. But, um, yeah, Pete Rodriguez got another big win, got another big win. I think we're definitely gonna have to see a you know, an upgrade in opponents for him. You feel another quick finish happened. And that was in the lightweight clash between Luis Camper and Eleven Espinizes. I mean, it was a weird one, right? It was a weird one It wasn't Camper, actually No, it was uh, Ferdinando Gomez Yeah, Ferdinando Gomez I like, some of these fighters So many different names pop up for them But yes, um... Man, this was, it was a crazy fight, crazy fight, and you, I, there was a little wonder about it, right, so Gomez, he, he came out, he landed a couple of leg kicks, then Espaniza, he, whew, it was just like, he hit the leg kicks, and I was like, okay, my turn, he lands a head kick that just stumbles Gomez. Gomez, he's rocking. Stumbles back into the fence. And then your know, Espaniza just grabs the head in a tie clinch and lands three big knees. The first knee landed flush. Right? Then he landed two more. And the ref jumps in. Ref jumps in and stops it. Now, it was an odd one because Gomez didn't go down. He didn't go down, and once the separation, he didn't crumble or anything like that. Now, he was clearly rocked with the head kick. There's no denying that. And the first knee landed flush, but it was an early stoppage. It it was definitely an early stoppage, which was weird, which was weird, because I think, you know, especially the last fight, you're thinking, I mean, that could have got stopped. So, yeah, it, the refereeing was a little odd, and that one was a little odd. Now, I I mean, from the look of it, Espinosa, he was looking like he probably could have finished it, but, I mean, they should have let it go. They definitely should have let it go. It was a bit like um, the, the choke when uh, Michael Chiesa had Kevin Lee. You know there was no tap and the ref called it And it was just like I mean it was probably going to end But you got to let it go Right So after that We had the return of Izez Rubik You know she was fighting Adana Garcia It's a strawweight clash And um yeah It went two rounds But Rabik just had this fight Had this fight No, she had, she clearly had the range, right? Had the reach advantage, and she utilized that. She was landing some very good kicks. Very good kicks, knees to the body, just putting it on Garcia. And Garcia, you know, she was tough. She, you know, she tried. She tried, right? But her problem became, like, she was just like, okay, I can't do this on the feet, I'm gonna take her down I'm gonna take her down But she just didn't have the wrestling Didn't have the wrestling And so the beat Stuffed every single attempt And then punished her You know what I mean Just punished her from there So she basically just tore her up In the first She You know Ended up on bottom After going with a jump knee So, uh, Garcia, you know, thinking, oh, does she have an opportunity to do anything? And not really. But, you know, she she tried for a triangle. It was close. You know, it was close. Uh, Garcia broke it. You know, she sat back, good posture, everything like that. But couldn't utilize that position to do any damage. Doing any damage. Now, it's not to say she didn't land at all. She landed a few shots. You know, she definitely did mark up the beak's eye. But you, you saw where this fight was going. So we get into the second round. And, um, yeah, the beak, you know, lands a leg kick, head kick combination. And she's stalking Garcia. Stalking her. Um, Garcia shoots. The beak stuffs. And then she just yeah, she just put it on her, right, put it on Garcia, landing good good shots, you know, controlling it on the ground, and we had about 30 seconds left in the round, Garcia shot, the beak stuffed it, she then landed some shots, took the back, sunk in um, it wasn't even really a rear naked. It was more a neck crank, right? But she gets a tap, gets a tap. So you know, what I mean a kid, this kickboxer turned MMA fighter, hey, gets her first submission win. So hats off to the beak. You know, I means look, wasn't perfect technique or anything like that. But you can definitely see that she's working on the game. So. Mad props for that You know So then That took us people To the uh, Co-main event Right, middleweight clash We had One Medina Against Chris Curtis And um This got a little crazy This definitely got a little crazy Right, because I think Medina came out and man he was he was really trying to take Curtis's legs. Curtis wasn't blocking the leg kicks, which was definitely an interesting choice. Like but I think you could see Medina had his people's up in the crowd. They're making noise every time he landed a kick. And I don't know. I I got the impression he was uh, he was, um, you know, soaking it up a little bit too much, right, because if he had just been relentless with those kicks, things might have been a little bit different, right, but um, he's attacking the shots, now, Curtis, he's landing some heavy hands, right, hitting, um, body, sh- hitting shots to the body, hitting shots to the head, you know, and, um, there was a point when Medina shot in, Curtis stuffs it, lands a nice knee to the head, and then, I don't know how intentional it is, but he ends up throwing Medina through the ropes, right, which you're just like, oh, fuck, now Medina, he crashes out, he he grabs the rope to stop himself from just fully, you know, fucking himself up, But it did mean that he he cracked his back on the ring apron um, as he was going. And you're just like, man, like, there should be padding out there. There should be something to stop that shit from happening if you're doing it in a ring, you know. But uh, they gave him a little bit of time. He came back in. Came back in. And, um, yeah, then he, uh, you know. He 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 came with a little bit of something, right? Came with a little bit of something. But yo Curtis Man, he, he was just landing some good shots, right? Landed some really good shots, hit a huge right hook. Huge right hook. Put Medina down. Man, Medina crashed down. Curtis, he followed him, got on mount. And, oh man, just hit some vicious shots. I mean, the first shot he landed hit an uppercut. And you just see Medina's head just fly back. And yeah, Curtis just dropped some more heavy shots. And the fight was done. Referee stopped it. You did think, could have stopped it a little sooner. Could have definitely stopped it a little sooner because Medina is just getting wrecked. But yeah, it got stopped. Good win for um Chris Curtis. So that led to the main event, which um it was an interesting one, right? So it's a lightweight clash between Brock Weaver and Alexander Bahuna. Now yeah, this is definitely heavy on the posturing, but Huna was really, you know, trying to bring that intensity. You know, what I mean, a lot of that, uh, eagle eyeing. You know, when when people aren't looking to, you know, lose the upper person gaze, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that, but when a fight, when we got to it, it was all Weaver. It was basically. Weaver, he utilised his reach advantage, landing leg kicks, um, landing front kicks, you know, the jab, one, two, and then whenever he wanted, took it to the ground, took it to the ground, now, after the fight, Weaver was talking about how he wanted to utilise his wrestling, so he has got, you know, he's been working on this and he's doing that, and yes, you, you could definitely see, because it it wasn't just taking Bahuna down, right? He was getting Bahuna on the second, third shoot-through, you know, so he didn't just go through the takedown and stop, he carried on, right? He, he put that chain together and was getting the takedowns, so you could see he's been working on that. He was going for some submissions, now... Getting himself into position to put on the sub. That was all good. But you you could see that he was rushing a lot of them. Right? Was rushing a lot of them. And then other ones, like, he kept on trying the head arm choke. But he was doing it from mount. And he never really had himself in the perfect position for the choke. So, it, it, it did seem a little bit of a waste, right, and if he just sat up and rained down some shots, he could finish, now you could see why he didn't always do that, because Bahuna was, he he was finding a way to disrupt Weaver's mounts, like, right, he was bucking a lot and, you know, throwing nearly throwing Weaver. But Weaver did ride with it extremely well and keep position. But you could see that's why Weaver didn't always want to sit up and just rain down shots. But, yeah, Weaver just controlled the fight. Controlled the fight. And he was landing so many elbows from the top that you did think, had the ref should stop this fight right there was moments in the second round you're thinking you should stop it, but you could you could understand why he maybe didn't but when it got to the third round, you're just like just stop the fight right because Bauna was so far down so far down he he just wasn't winning yeah you know, I think the, re- the ref the the, the um the judges gave some 10-8s, you know, it was a clear win for Weaver, so yeah, we, it, that was one where you definitely thought, ref should have stopped that fight, man, but yeah, good, even though it was a decision, you know, we, we saw a decent performance from Weaver, but definitely a fun night of fights, fun nights of fights, and it was um, TJ Santos and Pearl Gonzalez doing their thing. In the announce booth, so yeah Another good card from Icon So, Bellator 255 Not only marked their first card of the year But it was the first time in the UK That everyone would get access to the events Through the BBC iPlayer So, obviously, I was like Let me give it a look right, it's big an event, everything like that, so, um, yeah, I thought I'd check it out, so, um, <clears throat> they had a five fight main card, but I think, I, I wanted to check out one of the prelim fights, right, because we had uh, Roger Hurter fighting, and, I, you know what I mean, like, after his great run in the, you know, UFC, I was like, let let me see where he's at right now, and he was fighting Chris Gonzalez, which, on paper, you were just like, this is not a very good match to make, right, when you look at the record, like, Gonzalez had only had five fights, and Herter was 24 and 12, so you're like, oh, this could be a mismatch, what we saw was I think it it was hurt to not addressing the things that got him messed up in the last few fights in the UFC. Because what we look, he's got great stand-up, right? His stand-up works. It was his takedown offense. Because what we then saw was people just took him down, held him down. And he struggled. And you'd think at this stage of things, that's addressed. Like, no one could do that now. But, yeah, that's what Gonzalez did. He took him down and controlled him. Took him down and controlled him. Now, he didn't do a lot of damage once he got the fight to the ground, You know, Gonzalez didn't really do a whole lot within that position, but he controlled it. Now, on the feet, on the feet, things were completely different. Herta was doing all right on the feet, and I think what we saw, Herta was, I think he was probably winning on the feet. You know, he was putting some shots together, where Gonzalez was just throwing singles you know, he's trying to load up throwing singles. So, Herta was doing a very good job on the feet. And if he could have kept it on the feet, who knows what could have happened. But, yeah, he was just way too easy to take down. You know, it wasn't really much of a struggle for Gonzalez to do that. and it, And it wasn't exactly... You know, groundbreaking takedown. It wasn't like chaining it all together. No, it was just probably simple attempts that just caught her to out. You know, so um, who knows what happens to him from here? Yeah, I'm like, everyone else is gonna do this same thing to you. So uh, unless you're willing to perfect this thing, and I don't know. Like, the fact that it's still working against him now, you kind of feel he's probably not. You just kind of think, eh, if you don't have to fight, man, maybe not. Maybe not fight. It's not really worth it, you know? So, we then went on to the main card. And it started with um, Halahandra Lara. Against Kaina Wanatabi, You know, it's a flyweight clash So it, it was an interesting one To um to take a look at, you know I think what we saw, right? And it was very interesting Because coming into this fight Wanatabi she's unbeaten you know, there was just one uh, no contest, but unbeaten. So you're thinking, oh, got to be kind of tasty, right? Should be pretty tasty. But we also have the issue of, you know, sometimes in Japan the, the records get padded. And when this fight started, you did wonder, is this a padding job? Right? Because Lara, who. Lara's doing a very good job with the stand-up. She was landing some good shots. And she was hurting Wanatabi. She really was hurting her with um, what she was able to do on the feet. I think the big problem for Lara, though, was she was a bit too excitable. She was rushing things and p- just putting herself out of position, you know, so, so it just made it um, a little bit too easy for Tubby to take her down, right, that was, that was the big problem, now, Lara, she, you know, she tried to escape, you know, tried to escape, but Wanatabi was just able to maintain those positions, you know, and that's what wanted a fight Essentially You know It, it was just One ability to get the fight To the ground And then keep it there Because on the feet Lara Lara is doing a decent job You know she was Throwing from the bottom But it it's just like That's never going to win you For the most part It's never going to win you a fight you know Because they've got to be significant shots Right And You know she, They weren't really significant shots And you kind of felt that Lara would have been better With trying to stand up She did attempt a leg lock in the second round But It, it never really looked Like it was Threatening but it, it did, you know, I think it, it gives the opportunity to possibly stand up, right? Now, she didn't, but I think that's what that leg log would have done, you know. But, um, yeah, Wanatabi won, won. It was a split decision. I don't know where they got a split decision from, right? Don't know where they got a split decision from. But, uh, yeah you know, Wanatabi, she she did win, Um, you will, I think, you will want to see her work on that stand-up, you know, she was eating shots, and there's other people in the division who, uh, yeah, probably going to do more damage than Lara did, but then Lara, she did a decent job, she just needs to Calm down a little bit in the fight you know, Because if she was calmer I think she probably Could have won that fight You know but uh Yeah it was interesting Right it was Interesting So we then saw The debut of Usman Numagedov Right he was fighting Mark Hamill it's a lightweight Clash And, um, yeah, like, in this fight, I think the, the, the interesting thing about Usman is The fact that he is not really about that takedown game You know what I mean? Ain't really about that takedown game He is willing to stand He is willing to stand and do his thing on the top And he was throwing a very good... Variety of attacks, you know, leg kicks, body shots. You know, he he was stringing things together nicely, right? Hamel, though, was pushing forward, he was pushing forward, but you know, Usman was able to just control the fight. He landed a very good spinning back kick, right? He's putting those combinations together, which hey, was decent. I think one big thing, though, in the fight, he was getting hit. Right, he was getting hit a lot by Hamill. Something that you know you don't really want to happen. You know, it is technically he should have been able to win this fight. It kind of feel a little bit simple. You know, he he should have been able to do that, but he he couldn't. You know, he, he he couldn't because he, he put himself in, in some just dodgy situations, you know. The other interesting thing as well in the fight, Hamill was the one who landed the takedowns. I think Hamill landed three takedowns, which you kind of feel that, you know, Usman should have been out to block. Right With the training partners he has it, it was surprising that happened So although Usman, he won the fight And you definitely feel he was clearly winning the fight It wasn't a spotless debut Even though Yeah, the, like the commentary mm, The commentary was a little weird commentary was a little weird, ain't gonna lie, right, and I think this fight was one of those instances where it's so glaring, so glaring, you know, you had a uh, Big John just going, oh, it was a spotless, spotless, spotless win, and you know, like, it, it wasn't a spotless win, Yo, know, it he comfortably won, it was not a spotless win. Like, he, he let himself get taken down. He ate way too many shots. It wasn't a spotless win, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they're, they're talking about the um, Numa Getoff dynasty. And it's just like, I, I, I mean, listen. Definitely some good fighters. Not dynasty right now. You know what I mean? once you have multiple champions in the top organization, then you can talk about that. But as of right now, we're like, oh yes, they're like the graces. And it's just like what what what's happening here? There's some weird, weird shit going on, you know? And the other really weird weird thing that was said was about the um Magnamed Magnadov, right. right when he was coming out for his fight so they're like oh this is the the one person to uh, and the only person to beat peter yan not by a disqualification and it was just like wait what the fuck is going on here Right it was a weird thing a weird little snide comment to make right I'm just like what what are you doing guys what the fuck are you doing so yeah the, the commentary was weird and yes it it definitely showed in um you know the Usman Hamill fight So we then jumped to heavyweight And we had the Rematch between Jack May And Terrell Fortune Well you know This one didn't necessarily Last that long Right Straight away Fortune Gets May down And then just controls him Right controls him On the ground You know, there was a few opportunities you thought, oh, May should be able to, um, you know, extricate himself from this situation He even got up to his feet at one point, but then Fortune just took him down, took him down pretty easily And then once on the floor, and once he got himself in a dominant position, he just... Unloaded with shots And gets a stoppage Um It was weird because May was talking about Like oh he got, he hit me With illegal shots and you're just like mm, no No he didn't like you moved Your head a couple of Times right but there was Nothing from fortune That you could see Was getting thrown Intentionally You know to the back Right, so yes, it was a dominant, easy win from Terrell Fortune, which then took us to the co-main event of the evening, right, we had Naaman Gracie against Jason Jackson, and this one, again, we saw some weirdness in the commentary, because... They wanted to play Jackson. Now, Jackson... Look, you can see Jackson is a good fighter. But they, they were making a huge deal over his win over Benson Henderson. And, like, making it sound like that is a phenomenal victory. And the problem is... It's a welterweight. Benson Henson isn't a welterweight. Benson Entson he he doesn't operate very well at all at welterweight. He's got a few wins, but not really against legit welterweights. Every time he's fought the bigger guy at welterweight, he loses. And in when you see the footage of Henderson against Jackson at welterweight, Jackson makes him look like a little kid right so listen it's a win for sure it's a win but it isn't a surprise win it's not a huge upset win right but so listen you can talk about it as a win but to talk about it like it's the signature win was weird right it was a weird one biz no one is being fooled that Benson Henderson is a contender for the welterweight belt It's just not a thing But this fight was an odd one, right? Because it starts off and, um, you know, on the feet, Gracie not Not the best, not the best But he gets a takedown And, um, well, I mean, he goes for a takedown, right? You you see um, Jackson's head gets scraped up against the fence, and you think that hurt his eye? That seems to hurt his eye because, like, Jackson ends up on top, right? Ends up on top. But... He then just seems to freeze, he seems to freeze, and Gracie takes his back, takes his back, right, controls it, and, and you kind of realise, oh, he's hurt his eye, he hurt his eye off the cage, but one thing which, uh, it didn't really make any sense, because the ref stops to fight Right, stops the fight and allows him to see the doctor and everything like that And I didn't know that was in the rules, right I think if you injure yourself within the action, right If someone pokes you in the eye, something like that, you can stop the fight But not from what we saw take place right? that, it, it seemed like a weird, a weird thing but, yeah, the fight gets stopped, and then they do restart it. But, yeah, it was an, it was an odd. Now, Gracie, you know what I mean? He, he yeah, he, he was controlling it on the ground for a bit, right? Went for a rear naked. Mm, couldn't get it. But, um, yeah, on the feet, Jackson, I mean, again, does his thing. He, he goes for a trip takedown. Um, But He ends up on um, You know, Gracie ends up on top You know, it's a little back and forth in that first round And you're thinking, okay Alright It's an odd one But um, I think Jackson won won the round I think you can I think possibly you say that Because It's the way that Like, on the feet, Gracie didn't really have anything. Didn't really have anything. So, second round, and, yeah, Jackson, you know, he's coming out. He's landing some shots. Gracie, he's looking looking to land rather than just get it to the ground. Just get it to the ground. That's where you want it. So, he goes for a takedown, eats the knee, eats a big knee, um, but he does get it Right, does get it And he's going for the back Going to, for the back But Jackson is able to escape Right Gracie keeps a clinch You know And um, gets a trip Able to get a trip takedown all Right, so It's a bit back and forth And you think, alright, it might be 1-1 Might be 1-1 going into the third Now, with this third round, though, right? No one is doing much. Like, no one has come out to win the fight, right? No one's looking at it like, it's 1-1, I need to put a stamp on this. Which, you're thinking, hey, what's happening here, man? Like, what are these dudes doing? So, Gracie... You know, he, he attempts a, uh, a body lock takedown. Now, what happens though? Jackson, you know, he alters his position, ends up on top. Ends up on top. Doesn't really do much with it, right? He, he's not really getting a lot of shots off, but then Gracie isn't doing anything from the bottom. He's not trying to escape. So the fight ends. So looking at what happened, if it's one one going into the third, Jackson wins the third, right? With the takedown and the top control. But we have the commentary going, Oh yeah, no, Gracie clearly wins the fight. And you're like wait, how how would you say clearly wins the fight? Right? Because Jackson is the one that finishes the fight on the top. Neither really did much in that third. So, if you are looking at who wins the third, you gotta say Jackson. Right? But, yeah. Big John is like, oh, Gracie clearly wins the fight. So, when the judges give the fight to Jackson, now Gracie is looking a little pissed, which... You can't be pissed, you you didn't try and take that third round, you didn't go and put your stamp on it, and you ended up on the bottom, you know what I mean, so, yeah, and then, yeah, in the interview, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, like, yeah, trying to act like he thought Jackson won the fight, it was a very weird situation. But we go into the main event. Go into the main event, the rematch, right, for the featherweight belt. Well, I mean, the featherweight belt is on the line because Patricio Pitbull, you know, he's a champion, right? Emmanuel Sanchez, he wants to take the belt. And the winner goes to the final of the featherweight Grand Prix. So they come out. And Sanchez, he lands, you know, lands a leg kick. And, uh, you know, Patricio, he's a good body shot. Lands a right. Lands a good right. But, uh, you know, there's the. From a lot of singles here, no one is putting a lot of shots together, which are just like, ah. I mean, I guess they're they're feeling each other out, which is a little surprising since the fact they they'd already had a five-round little tussle. But hey, these things happen, right? So Sanchez, he 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 goes in, right? Goes in and, Patricio catches him, catches him with a right, right puts him down. Puts him down and he allows Sanchez to attempt to get up. And as Sanchez does, Patricio grabs him with the guillotine, grabs him with the guillotine, jumps into guard, it goes to the ground, and Sanchez has to tap. Sanchez has to tap. Now, you do assume he was probably still a little bit stunned from the big right. Because, yeah, he, he looked like he got rocked. But, yeah, he he just wasn't really defending the guillotine very well. So, as soon, when it hit the ground, it, you knew it was done. You knew it was done. So, um yeah, then they bring AJ McKee in. They do a face-off, which... It just feels a little bit... Mm, fake, flat But it, that is a good fight Do you know what I mean? Oh gosh Pitbull McKee is a very good fight Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one But um, an interesting night One thing that was really kind of weird there was a lot of noise, right, watching other organizations' fights, it, it, you know, with no crowd, there's not the same amount of noise as we heard um, in this Bellator card, I don't know what the issue, like, it sounded like there was a mic on the canvas, because every time someone took a step, you could, like, hear a fud, 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 right, The, the, the corners were crazy loud, which, again, was interesting, but there was just a lot, there was a lot of noise in that arena, which, yeah, was, was curious, Very curious It'll be interesting to see um, You know What the next um, Event is like You know Production wise But yeah first Bellator Is done And um, yeah Big win for Pitbull So we will see what happens From there Okay people, so we have reached that time again. And um yeah, we have oh, oh, oh my gosh, there's been a lot that has been announced, right? So um on the 17th of April, one Espinone is gonna be fine Alexander Romanov, which um Yeah, that is definitely a good fight So, um, the following week UFC 261 Tristan Connelly will be fighting Pat Sabatini Um, Now, if this fight gets made official It's going to be a fun one Right, because they're looking at the 8th of May, Amanda Rebas against Angela Hill. That that's a good fight, people. It's it's verbally been agreed so far, right? And um, yeah, oh, man, I, I'm looking forward to see that one go down. Another good fight, right? Scheduled for. UFC 263, right? So, everyone was saying, What next for Bilal Muhammad? Right, Bilal Muhammad should get a big fight. Well, hey, Bilal has got himself a big fight because he's gonna be fighting Damian Maia UFC 263. And I think, you know, if remembering correctly. This is gonna be Maya's last fight, you know. So, um, yeah, not bad. Yeah, pretty interesting, right? Um, on the twenty, yeah, twenty-first of May. Um, actually, let's go back a bit. But Leon Edwards' brother Fabian. He's scheduled to fight Austin Vanderford You uh, at Bellator Which, hey, that's a fun one, man And you think that's a that's definitely a big challenge for Fabian right there Now, um, Vanderford, I think he's unbeaten He's been, uh, you know, doing a very good job Right uh, In the grappling scene So uh, yeah That is a good That's a, definitely a good fight there Right Definitely a good fight So um, We then look at uh, The 19th of June Joaquin Silva Is down to fight Rick Glenn Right On that same card Also We've got um, now this is a fun one the Korean zombie against Dan Eeg Eeg has been really calling for this fight, so um, hey, finally got what he wanted, and it's a fun one, man. It is a fun, huge fight, you know what I mean. So yeah, we get to see that happen. Oh, here's a, now here's an interesting one, right? So Cyborg, she's scheduled to defend, make her first, I believe it's her first defense of the featherweight belt against Leslie Smith, right? It's a rematch. I don't know, right? Now, obviously, Featherweight division doesn't have a lot In any division In any organisation But Cyborg pretty much destroyed Smith the first time So I don't really see that one going anything differently You know uh, So on the 26th of June uh, Rony Barcelos will be fighting Timur Valiev. That's an interesting little bout right there, people. Um, Also, on the 26th, Charles Rosa. He's down to fight Justin Janus. And, man, this fight, this fight will tell us a lot because Cyril Gar is scheduled to fight Alexander Volkov. Now, Gunn, he did a very good job against Junior Dos Santos, right? Now, Junior has been on the decline. So, I think if we see Gunn get a victory over Volkov, yo, that will tell us all we need to know. There's Volkov, very good, heavyweight, you know what I mean? He's um, had some very good victories, so yeah, that that will really let us know how far gun has, uh, you know, developed, right? But um, the 10th of July, people, ho, 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 ho. we have some fights, right? So 10th of July is UFC 264, and um, Gilbert Burns, right? Gilbert Burns. Who, you know, just lost to Duchamp, right? Who will he get next? Well, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That's who, people, right? Because you wondered, like, this Thompson, he was, you know, making a big push for the belt. Is it, you know, he hasn't thought Usman? And yeah, you can definitely look at it and think the style could be an issue, right? But yeah. But you feel, if he beats Burns I think that right there will be A definite little calling card For that title shot And then The fight that we all believed was gonna happen On the date It's now official Dustin Poirier Conor McGregor Free The trilogy will be completed and you imagine that's going to be the headlining Fight for I'm assuming this will be International Fight Week Alright so we got that And if that isn't All people Alright so um, Alexander Volkanovsky Was meant to be fighting Brian Ortega But the fight got cancelled Because you know Volkanovsky unfortunately Got Covid So we are wondering when When's this going to get rescheduled What's going to happen Well What they did Hey and it's smart Right because Volkanovski needs a little time To get you know All the effects and that out of the system So They have tagged them To be the coaches Of the new Season and the comeback Of the Ultimate Fighter So that's what's happening people Season 29 Is a go We've got our coaches And then at the end of the season They will get it on So yeah I think mean, it's a great idea It's a great plan And it'll be interesting to see What changes What little revamps you know, Happen with the fighter Right, but yes That is it we are done. And, um, yes, we will be back on Wednesday to break down. Oh, you read Marvin Vittori, Kevin Holland. Yes, people, not Darren Till, it's Kevin Holland. So, yeah, we'll be breaking that card down on Wednesday until, people, then enjoy yourselves. All boots. Right?